0: slash the codex cantina. It all helps us in running the show along with commercials guys. So thank you so much. We're going to do a quick commercial break and then we'll get on with the rest of the episode. Have you ever had that moment in your life where you knew you'd never be the same again? Let's talk about it with this story flowers by Alice Walker today.
1: Oh boy. Did I ever, but definitely did not involve involve flowers. (laughs) (laughs) we'll keep my story for another day <laughs>
0: so let's talk with the only character i talk with let's talk about the only character in the story maya who is she
1: so she's a little girl that is growing up we presume in the south it's never really said we think that she may be uh, a person of color never really says And that she is living on some type of farming in the South. Never really says. And that's kind of the beauty of this story is it's all very vague. And I like that.
0: Well, it says that her family has a family cabin, which, okay, family cabin assumes, you know, not luxurious mansion, right? And it says that they were- Not even a house. Tenant farmers, right? And, And not even farmers, tenant farmers, meaning they rent it, they don't own the land. So, again, lower economic status, probably, and in terms of your, you know, your person of color reference, you, th- there was a quote that says the stick clutched in her dark brown hands. So, so you have to assume dark brown probably may, may imply that, but you you have a valid point of we're not sure, but most likely is, is what I think we're led to believe And her mood. How's her mood?
1: Which part of the story? I, I think that's important to know, right? right. There's almost we're talking about be... the beginning. The beginning. Oh, in the beginning, in the beginning of the story, she she's happy-go-lucky. Everything's wonderful for my op. She's wonderful. She's skipping, skipping around. Yeah, right. jumping like she has that youth energy that you just want to bottle up and sell. <laughs>
0: She's got, she's so excited. I think they described her as having little tremors and I'm like, man, I miss those days. I don't get excited about anything in my old age.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) I woke up. It's a good day.
0: (laughs) Would you say she's innocent in the beginning?
1: Oh yeah. In the beginning of the story, the way it's kind of worded is that that some of the words of like keen and golden, there's definitely some adjectives in there that give that, Mm. that
0: premise. That's good. Um, I came from a a, a different angle, interestingly enough, where I I saw that she was avoiding snakes and that kind of made me think about the fall of Eden, that she's still in her state of innocence is perhaps some other ways that you can view her as being in that state.
1: I did look up, uh, however, and I don't know if this maybe relates kind of to that, is her name is a play on Greek words? because I'd never heard that name before. It was very unusual. And uh, I, you know, having so many students and different names, I always like to know what names mean. And I ask my students that all the time. I was like, "Myop, what is? Where is that from?" And it's shortened from uh, myopia, myopia, which is Greek for nearsightedness. Oh, I didn't know that.
0: Interesting. Interesting. That is a so. Good in the play.
1: beginning of the story, she's kind of nearsighted, mm. right? She isn't looking too far ahead almost through the entire story, really, as she's making oh, her journey through the woods.
0: Yeah. Well, okay. First of all, does anything good ever happen in the woods? Like a character's <laughs> going into the woods in a story. You're like, Oh no, no, no. Just mm-mm, stop. Stop. I know. Now. I was so don't scared for this woods. little
1: girl. I'm like, please don't go, please don't go in the woods. Uh,
0: and what do you, what do you know? She, what does she run into the woods? She runs into a dead body. And I think this is her coming of age moment, her loss of innocence. I've have you ever had someone that's kind of done that? I've, I've had a friend that described where they were in Hawaii walking on the beach and they found a dead body and Whoa. it was uh, uh, talking to them. They were so much more impacted than I was young at the time than my naive mind could uncomprehend, right? They, they were transformed by this experience where us just hearing about it are not, but in the moment it can truly transform like that, that sense of mortality. We all have that fear of just it all ending soon. And I think that's what this little girl goes through.
1: Yeah, we well we see that transmission, we see that transfer, and right when it happens, you see that change in the language, right? Where there's a strangeness to the air, and it's gloomy around the body. But even in the very first thing, because I think that Myop is nearsighted, she's she's more curious than she is afraid of this body until kind of the aha moment of the story, right?
0: Well, the aha moment is is the death was enough. I don't but think then so. Then we see the, it was enough to be a coming of age moment for sure. For some people. Okay. Yes. The, for some people.
1: Yes. I agree. agree. But, but, but I the think death
0: is elevated in this story to murder. And then you find, you know, like the noose and you see that the noose transforms the murder into a form of, of racism, of discrimination, of, of ultimate hate in a sense.
1: Yeah, well, I think that that makes it more personal for Maya because we're led to believe, again, never says straight out, that she, you know, might be a person of color in the South. And when she sees the noose, that that is a representation of that this individual might have been hung um, because of the broken teeth and the way, like, the jaw is and everything that, yeah, he, he might have been lynched, uh, you know, during this time period. So I think and that's what makes it so personal and, and takes it almost to that, you know, Existential crisis level of change for Maya.
0: Yeah. Now for her, I, I did take her as African American most likely, and I think this noose is what kind of would solidify that for sure. Because now there's a chance, right? Depending on everybody gets impacted by these moments differently. You know, we're trying to look in through her eyes, and it could be one of those situations where now, now she's always going to wonder and maybe look at herself different. You know, this was published in 1988. We don't know the exact. Arrow of the story per se, but she might look at people differently. Like, Will that be me one day? Am I, am I, if, when I am being discriminated against, do I need to fear that this could be my fate? And I think that can be a very powerful thing of, of negative influence in a sense on her.
1: This is the point in the story when, yes, I wholeheartedly agree that she was happy with the first half. And now she realizes that she can't be so carefree in life because she doesn't know the extent to what violence might be bestowed upon her. Yeah.
0: Now, we do have some international viewers for us. It's worth pointing out like, what does the noose represent? There were times in the South where there were hangings of, of racial discrimination of hatred racism extreme racism where white individuals just for the fact that around. somebody
1: was a different color yeah not no yeah. crime was committed just you are a color you are going to be killed and and, and and the hanging was the way to kind of put fear into the people of of the south in, in right. america yeah. Right.
0: And now and now this little girl might have some of that fear creeping into her life of could this happen to me in a sense, right
1: scars? Yeah, I mean, this is that truly scarring thing. And that's why I don't think just the dead body is the, the, the in so huge of an influence. It's that noose that really cements it for me, at least.
0: Yeah. No, no, for sure. For sure. And what does she see? What's the one flower that she saw? You, saw? you thought I wouldn't come up with flower analysis here. What's the I know, one flower? Take us to a more positive place, saw? please. Yeah. She sees a pink rose, which represents a beautiful like, pink rose. Beautiful pink rose, which represents gen- gentle, sweet femininity. So this is meant to be kind of her coming of age moment as she reaches down to free herself, I believe is the exact quote from the text. So then we come to the final line and the summer was over. What does that
1: mean? That her innocence is gone. However, just because something ends doesn't mean there isn't a new beginning. And I like that it ends with her having the 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 pink rose, and that out of the ugliness of death, something beautiful did come, and she will take both of those things with her—the death and that beauty can come out of death. Yeah,
0: frayed, rotted, bleached, and frazzled, barely there, but spinning restlessly in the breeze. Myop laid down her flowers. Very powerful ending with this little girl putting down her childhood fantasies, her her, her belief, and maybe facing the world for the first time is, is kind of what I think we're meant to believe here. So definitely a very concise, but, but very emotionally necessary story, I think, for some people to read.
1: There's a lot crammed in in just 500 plus words, and I think that, It's a a nice little tale that, you know, some people might be able to relate to as they have a lot of them see themselves in this story.
0: Right. And well, and even if you don't see yourself, it could be a good window into a life that you haven't lived, right? Like you and I, we don't know what that fear is like. We can only imagine. So literature is a great way for us to kind of get that and try to experience empathy where maybe we weren't weren't looking to experience that before. Because for me, when when I read this, the, the the body was enough. Imagining the news, imagining what that girl would go through. I can't, but I I can try. And I can try to share that empathy with that moment. And I think that's just the greatest gift literature has is to experience greater empathy for people who've had different experiences and have different outlooks on life.
1: And remarkable has done such a short story, right?
0: Oh, yeah, Alice Alice Walker, great Yeah, it doesn't get much better than
1: that. (laughs) No, no, she's... (laughs) We love doing her stuff.
0: We we did the everyday use. We we got a playlist down below if you want to see our other talks by her, but we'll be doing The Color Purple, which I don't know if you know that, but that's a really famous novel written by Alice Walker that we'll be kind of breaking down and discussing. We'll see what that looks like.
1: Didn't didn't they make uh, a movie about that that was pretty famous too?
0: (laughs) There might be a play. There's several adaptations. It's kind of a big deal, so... Just a little
1: bit. Just a sketch. If that
0: sounds like something you would like to check out with us, we post videos every Monday and Thursday. We'd appreciate you hitting that subscribe button to join us on some of this discussion. My name is Una. Peace out.
1: Peace.